In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. One of my very favorite phrases in the whole world is, more is caught than taught. I first learned it when I was a preschool teacher, and it consistently rang true. If I sat crisscross applesauce on the carpet, ready for circle time with my hands in my lap, the kids would follow. If I pushed in my chair when I got up for the day, the kids would soon be doing the same. And even though I often had to remind them, I never had to directly teach the action of pushing the chair in. When we look at our own learning, we see how this is true for a variety of aspects in our life. But my favorite is language. I'm sure I learned the difference between you singular and you plural at some point in grade school, but I know that I learned that y'all meant a group of people and all y'all meant everybody and you and them meant you and your family well before I ever went to school. Formal teaching around this was never required because it was everywhere. It was the air I breathed. More is caught than taught. Today in the life of the church, we celebrate the Holy Trinity. And there may be nothing more telling of more is caught than taught in the church than when it comes to the Trinity. As for the Holy Scriptures, there honestly isn't much there when it comes to these direct teachings. We know generally that Christ is the Son of the Father, and that at Pentecost, the promised advocate, the Holy Spirit, came into this world. And when it comes to formal teaching in the academic and theological worlds around the Trinity, the exact opposite is true. There is no shortage of metaphors and images and illustrations and paragraph after paragraph after paragraph trying to explain the ineffable. How can three persons of the Godhead, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, truly be one being? And the very short and quick answer is that I don't know, and neither does anyone else. We have ideas, and we let these formal and informal teachings shape what we know, and by God's grace, we come into a deeper understanding of this mystery. What I do know, though, is that God, the Godhead is far vaster than the narrowness of any box in which I would try to put God. In the gospel lesson set for today, Jesus invites the apostles to join God's work in this world to make disciples and to welcome folks into this life of faith through baptism in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, a practice we still use today. But the part of this invitation that caught me this week was the third sentence, the third phrase. Jesus asked us to teach others to obey everything I have commanded you. Now, the danger of the time and location where we find ourselves is that we have thousands of years of Christian history and biblical scholarship that can make us forget exactly what Christ commanded us to do. 
It is necessary, I am convinced, that a key part of being a Christian in today's world is to critically analyze what we have collectively caught when it comes to our understanding of how the Godhead moves in the world. There are all sorts of assumptions about God and Christ and the Holy Spirit that we all carry, and some help us and some hurt us, and some we've spent years of our life trying to untangle to figure out how we, we develop such a narrow understanding of God, what God is and how God works. When I think about Christ's invitation into the Great Commission, I am especially convicted by the implication to teach others to obey what has been commanded by Christ. Because if more is caught than taught, I hope that I am able to encourage those around me to put their swords back in their sheaths as Christ did to Peter when he cut off the ear of the enslaved soldier. That I will choose not violence and power, but the difficult way of love. If more is caught than taught, I hope that I'm able to work toward the liberation of those folks who are oppressed like God did for the Israelites in the Exodus. Choosing not to be known to the powerful and the privileged, but the marginalized and the oppressed. And if more is caught than taught, I hope that I am able, like the Holy Spirit, to intercede with sighs too deep for words. Because I don't need to understand something to be affected by it. We are all tasked with this great commission. We are co-missioners with Christ in this world. But we cannot do this work if we choose to cling to our, our narrow understandings of what God is. We have to expand to understand God as the creator, God as the redeemer, God as the sustainer. The invitation of this day is not to just go around asking folks if they've accepted Jesus into their hearts and rushing them to the baptismal font. The invitation of Trinity Sunday is one to build relationships, to co-create a community that is built upon the things that Christ has taught us. And the three persons of the Trinity need not be fully understood to affect and change and shape your life. A key part of this discipleship into which we are invited is to pay attention. Where is God the Father? Where is God the Father, the liberator of God's people, absent or present? in your own life. How are we shaped by Christ's relentless example of a life of love? And how do we attend and sustain the people and communities around us like we learn from the Holy Spirit? The Trinity is not something about which anyone can teach us. 
But the Trinity is something that we can let shape our lives so that all those around us will see God's work in and through us. The invitation of this day is that about being a witness of this world. Being a witness in this world doesn't require us to do teachings or debate or to argue, but to live a life so shaped by the Holy Trinity that those around you cannot help but wonder what y'all are up to. The invitation of today is to be so molded by the Trinity that our very lives are witnesses to an ineffable, brilliant mystery. And the invitation of this day in Christ's great commission is for all of us to go out into the world, for all of us to go out into the world to be witnesses to the movement of God's work, of God's creating, sustaining, redeeming work in this beautiful world. Amen.